have a plan, right? Go for it, you're live. Hey, it's Trent Knox of Austin Live and Local. I'm joined with... Zinigami. Hi, my name is Zach Wynn. Awesome. Um, we just kind of discussed a, little, a couple different things. Uh, we're here at DreamHack Austin 2018. Um, so what kind of brought you here? What, what does DreamHack mean to you? So I am Houston local, so DreamHack is like really easy for me to get out to. Uh, DreamHack is my first esports center gaming event in a while. My last one was MLG Dallas, which was like a way ways ago, probably like six years ago. And it's I've gone to a bunch of other gaming events, uh, anime conventions, comic book conventions, but going to an esports center convention has been really, really great. Esports, anytime you're going, like if you can get a chance to go out to an esports convention, oh, if you even casually play these games, they are so much fun. Like, go watch Overwatch, whatever game you like, Overwatch, Starcraft, uh, Smash, go there, you can check out, like, everyone gets so excited, like, even the smallest things, like, the things you nerd out about, you have, like, nerd, nerd rage, nerd chills, nerd screams, like, oh, if you're at home, you're like, oh, you got first blood, that's great, yeah. but outside, I was like, no, my gosh, do you see that, it was like a double kill the single grenade in PUBG, that was amazing. Having a whole crowd of people yell at once, it's like, oh, I guess it's your pub, uh, blood pumping, it's great. Yeah. So, were you able to attend South by Gaming? Uh, yes, I've been to South by Gaming for the uh, last three years. Okay. Uh, South by Gaming, uh, it's it's much more focused, less on the esports side. Sure, yeah. It's got a lot more uh, game developers there hanging out, a lot more, uh, if you want to just check out like gaming stuff, panels. Uh, industry, indie game devs around Texas, a lot of people go to South By to go yep. there. And then there's the rest of the South By for you to check out also. Don't drive, don't bring a car to South By because you're going to pay out the butt for parking and you are not going to want to sit through that traffic. Yeah. Uh, so, But if you can get down there, check it out, it's really fun. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, talk about your the local community in Houston and how gaming is, is growing out there. Like. This, part, this uh, particular live broadcast is about um, about our local environment, DreamHack, South by the Austin community of gaming. Uh, so talk about how it's going on in Houston and what, what's going on with the new esports teams and and just the kind of the environment as a whole for variety streamers or for your casual game player. Okay, sure. Uh, Texas has a really strong streamer community, one of the best Twitch streaming communities in general. Uh, well, we have all members Twitch, Mixer, whatever, mm -hmm. although a lot of us are primarily Twitch. Mm -hmm. uh, it is called Stream Texas. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Twitter, wherever. We have meetups uh, mostly in Houston, Austin, San Antonio, Dallas. Mm -hmm. We'll rotate, to, uh, rotate through once a month, have a meetup there. All these streamers get together talking about what games we're playing, you know, making a friend, maybe stream with each other, maybe just play with each other, play games with each other. Uh, we like I'm rolling out here. I'm staying in an Airbnb with like nine other people, mm -hmm. uh, just hanging out, going out, partying after the event, and having like other people that you get to meet in person and meeting someone that you only know online. That's true. Like we have, I know people online for years that I get out to go out to convention and just finally meet them in person. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird because I, I know their picture, I know their face, I know their voice, mm -hmm. I know like the personality they have when they type, but just like see them and be able to hug and shake hands like for the first time ever. Uh, and all of us going out and doing dirty things together, playing the same games. We're going to go back and play board games tonight. Maybe nice. have a little fun with a little liquid courage. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, um, talk about uh, your journey to becoming a partner streamer um, in your community. And, and we talked about how you went, to, you went to college at the University of Houston, right? Mm -hmm. 
and uh, what was your what was going on during that time for you to take you down this path? Yeah, so I went to College University of Houston. I got my computer science major out of there. From there, I went to software development, IT, worked around for about a year and a half. Uh, and while I was working at one of my positions, I started streaming for fun. I was like, you know, if I'm going to be playing games anyways, I'll play all the same mainstream games I've ever played. I'll play Diablo, I'll play Hearthstone, I'll play League of Legends, whatever. And I'll just stream it so I feel like, yeah, like I'm doing something with my time. Those are fun. I'm like, hey, you know, like I'm, let's play a game together. I'll stream it. If something cool happens, I'll, I'll save it so we can share it with my other friends. I wasn't, wasn't doing anything serious about it. And then three years ago, I was like, okay, if I did want to grow on Twitch, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna start looking at games that people weren't playing. I found Clash of Clans. I was playing that on my phone. Everything took like seven days to do. And I was like, why are people watching people play Clash of Clans on Twitch? I checked up there, I checked on their channels, and it's just really, really boring. Like, oh, let's just look at characters, I mean, look at stages, talk about it. But that started me looking at other mobile games. So I was like, all right, let, what new mobile games are out? Maybe I'll check out one of those, maybe I'll like it. Yeah. I'm a big old anime nerd, so I saw a new One Piece game coming out. I was like, all right, let's play One Piece. Right. And I liked it, and I started playing it, and I got really into it. Oh, I started diving deep into that game. And uh, started like, hey, if I like it, I mean, I'll try getting my phone onto my computer somehow so I can play it and get it on Twitch. People started coming in. It's been an amazing ride ever since. Okay. Being able to play this incredibly super niche game with yeah. a bunch of people all talking like really hardcore strategies about a mobile game that just that just we care about. Nice. So, do you have any advice for uh, streamers that are starting out on any platform? What would be the best? Um, I guess schedule or regimen for for accomplishing as much content as you can without uh, physically. Exerting. So I mean, life balance is really important. You cannot. What's important to remember is that the number of hours you put into the work is not equal to the amount of benefit you get. Right. If I work two hours today, it, if I work four hours tomorrow, I'm not going to get double the benefit. Mm -hmm. If I work eight hours, I'm not going to get four times the benefit. So you really have to find that balance. Like. What can you handle with your current work, school, life schedule? If you've got family you gotta take care of, if you've got work you gotta take care of, how much free time can you allocate and how much time do you need to unwind? Like I'm the kind of person who really, really can just head down, you know, somewhere six months from now, I'm gonna be going on a big vacation. So between now and that six months, I can go like down, 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 let's work, 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 and that six months I'll just relax. That's really big for me. That if you can take that little time to unwind, no matter what your schedule looks like, yeah. it's really, really important. Because people who, there are a lot of streamers who fall into that trap of like, you know, I need to get bigger numbers. You know, I, I'm not making enough this month, so I'll just stream more. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing an hour of work after your stream to contact business partners, to edit your YouTube videos, to hang out with other streamers on Discord, to take a weekend off to go to an event, is going to be way more important than taking it at the same time to just do more of the same thing you're doing. Right. Um, talk about the, uh, the way that streaming platforms are starting to incorporate lifestyle into, into streaming. Lifestyle, are you talking about like IRL streaming? Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know if it's really the platforms that are doing it. I think this is like a nice evolution of the well, way that it's an algorithm. 
and they have to implement the service into the system. So they are doing it. It's the question of, talk about how the, a person can, um, that needs to have some media training uh, and be able to convey a positive message towards the youth that is the viewership. Uh, is IRL streaming positive? Is IRL streaming not just um, people hanging out doing whatever? I mean, it's not like people aren't going out to make a goal of like let's put out a good message. Let's like show kids what a good life like. Sometimes, but these does. streaming pl platforms should be culturally responsible for. It. I don't. I don't know that I agree to that technically. Okay. I don't. I don't know. Oh, yeah, if I agree you're, 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 you're that like YouTube or Twitch or Mixer or whatever should be in charge of um, policing the positive outlook on things. Like I agree, there's things they shouldn't have on there. Like you know, excessive violence, nudity. You know, that's not good. But I don't know. We should be like, yeah, we want to have make sure we have good positive content. There's all sorts of content that people want to have. There's weird things. Those old weird things on Newgrounds that like. That's a weird video, and I don't know how that makes me feel. The mm -hmm. things that like oh, animations that are that all being demonetized now because we're like sanitizing and being very nice mm -hmm. and not doing anything that's even slightly edgy. That it's it's I, I, I don't agree that that's what we should be doing because while there's like a responsibility mm -hmm. that we should have to avoid you know uh, threats, right. violence, um, that sort of thing. I think that sometimes we take it too far. Thank you. I, I believe that. Um, and I think that's the large issue, is that we can't police the society because we don't necessarily know what the outcome of anything is going to be. Um, so a lot of the algorithms are looking into streamers for past uh, circumstances or instances of a way that something went. And that not that algorithm doesn't necessarily know how to uh, distribute content. You can either, you know. Now you keep saying algorithm. We we're just talking about YouTube. That we're only talking about YouTube because that's you that Twitch does not do that. There's no algorithm that determines the type of content you do on Twitch. Twitch ranks people on viewers. You got more viewers, you're higher up. You got fewer viewers, you're lower down. Doesn't matter the type of content you're making. If you've got more viewers, you're up on Twitch. That's the only thing that matters. Now, YouTube's video recommendation systems uh, can change off of that if they're flagging, if you get reported, you're uh, being flagged as I would uh, agree. inappropriate content. I would, I would agree, you're right. But like with every single plat platform application, there are uh, instances where the application doesn't necessarily work the way it's supposed to. So if you're looking at top channels, right now you'll see this channel has 20,000, but the, the channel below it has 120 on top channels. So then you have to get down. That's just the large. Okay. Um, but once you get a little below top 40 of streamers, you see there's a differentiation between the number of viewers that one the one below it may have more viewership than the one above. And it might just be a, a I don't, I don't know if I've seen that. I don't know. If, I don't know. If. Yeah. Okay. But it might be. Um, I. I feel this is a, across the board. Streamers, when they're committed full time, don't necessarily have the time to uh, observe 
other streamers and get get in depth with the community as a viewer. Okay. Um, and ultimately, it, it can start to create a streamer platform instead of a viewer platform, a consumer platform. Okay. Uh, I disagree. No, There's, no, like, when you're a streamer, that's part of your job. Mm -hmm. Your job is to not only be entertained on camera, but also to manage your community. Mm -hmm. To, uh, you know, maybe you're just responding to comments on Twitter, responding to comments on uh, YouTube comments, responding to people on Discord. Mm -hmm. But I don't agree that if we're more, if there are more streamers, if streamers are spending more time, that all of a sudden the viewers are left behind. Because that's not the things I see. I, there's tons of ways to engage with viewership. While I'm streaming, I'm engaging with my viewership. Uh, when I'm playing games with viewers, I'm engaging with my viewership. And I know what they do. I know the names of my viewers. I know the people who I like. My favorite viewers, I know who they are. My least favorite viewers, I know who they are. My long-term subscribers, I know all their names. I have people who change their names on Twitch, and they still have their subscribers, and I get really confused. because, like, I know that name has not been a subscriber for that long. So I'm like, okay, your name was not Sephiroth Cloud last, like, you're not, did you change your name Sephiroth Cloud? Like, yeah, I used to be Linkmeister99 or something like that. Okay. So like, I, I, I'll know people and all streamers do. Like, the yeah. viewers mean a lot to us. And maybe if, you're, maybe if you're at the hundreds of thousands of viewers point, when you can't even manage your chat, then that might be an issue. Mm -hmm. But that's the 1% problem. That's the Hollywood celebrity problem when I can't even remember someone who's like been there for that many years. Yeah. But for the rest of us, mm -hmm. the rest of us who aren't that big and making millions and making hundreds of thousands from every single stream, mm -hmm. all my viewers matter and I know all of them. And so like this community management and, and hanging out with people and Twitch in general, I don't see as being just streamer, streamer, streamer. Mm -hmm. It's me and my community and what I do with other streamers and hang out with their communities are all very different. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's how you manage your community. Right. If you just let people come in and do whatever they want on your channel, then your channel's gonna be a different flavor than my channel of I'm gonna be very straight. But that's a good thing. Yeah, and that's a lot that comes down to the type of viewers that you breed and the type of content that you create. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, doing really loud, funny voices and doing edgy things and your community's gonna make edgy jokes and that's just the kind of content that you make and that's gonna be the viewers that you grow on your channel. But you also don't want the platform to become stagnant where the only thing you see is capitalism. Uh, uh, the platform isn't a concern to me. The platform I view as a place for us to do these things. I don't feel a responsibility to create content that benefits the platform. I don't do stuff that I think is good for Twitch. I do stuff that I like and I think that my viewers will like. If, you know, if I like doing cat videos, then sure, all Twitch can be cat videos. If I like first-person shooters, all Twitch can be first-person shooters. But I don't think there's really any responsibility or I, I never even think about Twitch in as a whole besides like who's on Twitch, what they're playing and who's watching it. That's what I care about. I don't care about the only time I think about Twitch and their policies or whenever it applies to me and when rules apply to me. But we're talking about streaming platforms in general. Okay. Um, 
but see, my experience with Twitch, I don't go through Mixer rules. Um, I don't go through YouTube gaming rules. I, I streamed on YouTube gaming, but I'm not, I don't like make sure that YouTube gaming streamers are doing the responsible thing for YouTube gaming. I don't make sure Mixer streamers are doing the responsible thing for mixing, for Mixer. We're not, I'm not speaking on the fact of, of that. I'm talking about content creation. So there's diversity in the content. So you don't have one, you don't have a massive da database of top 10 streamers that are all playing uh, Fortnite. You don't have a Well, that's, that's gonna become, that's natural. That's just you natural. So. No, it is. You would, you would hope there would be diversity naturally. I'd say there absolutely is. If there are 100 people playing Fortnite and I play something else, then everyone's gonna be fine for those 100 people in Fortnite, I get everyone else. Mm -hmm. That means, and that's why I play that Mobile One Piece game. Because mm -hmm. if I play Fortnite, I'm nobody. Do you know how many pages down? If you have one viewer on your channel, you have to scroll down 26 pages, mm -hmm. and then you are fighting for another 10 pages of people with one viewer to randomly pick on your channel. That naturally tells people you shouldn't be playing Fortnite if you want to grow as a streamer. All right. That forces people to diversify, that forces people to play other games. But at the same time, I don't think that's really uh, like a lot of people's concerns. Mm -hmm. Like, if well, you're- Well, I don't know, with, the, with, with Twitch uh, adopting uh, similar, uh, features like YouTube and video on demand and being able to uh, upload videos now to the platform and, and creating better twit uh, better um, chat mechanisms um, uh, there was this feature it's gone now it's I'm just I'm very disappointed this used to be able to slide to the left to on on Android devices so you can oh see. I hated that feature yeah I did I loved it I, I thought it was one of the best features that it had because you could actually get a diverse amount of of, of streamers and uh, see a lot of different content that way. Um, you know, you might just find someone you've never seen before. I might have stumbled across you because I was I was sliding sliding to the left or sliding to the right. You know, you never know. Uh, I mean, if it were like, hey, I want to hit this random streamer button and go through random streamers, I would have. That's something I would have liked. Oh, okay. But for the slide left is something that like I would accidentally do with my phone. I'm watching this guy, and I accidentally slide up, like, well, uh, now I gotta go back to the streamer I want to watch. Mm -hmm. That's just really annoying, I'm glad it's gone. No, I see what you're saying. It could have been adopted, it could have, that particular feature wasn't necessarily programmed in a way for mobile devices that we would have liked to have seen it. Like you just said, a random okay. search. Okay, well, allow me to change the way the conversation going. I think you're trying to say that streaming platforms should help smaller streamers get more attention. I, I, I would agree that, uh, that that's important. Or at least offer them the opportunity like YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, to, uh, what opportunity? to market and advertise and boost the, the services so that you are reaching a larger demographic rather than um, some passerby. Uh, yeah, um, Twitch is not good at helping smaller channels grow. Twitch, because it sorts by the number of viewers you have, basically says the bigger you are, the more important you are to us. YouTube is funny in that it sometimes chooses larger channels and sometimes just randomly throws channels right. in there. Uh, YouTube Gaming Live especially is really funny because it not only sorts, uh, YouTube Gaming doesn't just put live channels in there, but also puts videos about the game you're watching. So even if no one else is live, I might not be recommended because there's viewer videos from bigger channels 
that are being recommended instead. Um, and I don't have enough experience with Mixer or other things to really comment on those. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. And I agree with you. Uh, so what do you think about the future of, of gaming and live stream uh, content creators with VR, AR, and a mixed reality in the future? Okay, uh, future of gaming is great. Future of streaming is great. Uh, everyone wants to do it. 75% of kids want to grow up to be a YouTuber or Twitch streamer at some point. It's not a good plan. That's like uh, previous generations, I want to be a rock star. I want to be a movie actor. There's a few people who can do it, a lot of people who want to. Uh, as far as AR, uh, VR, all these augmented realities, uh, it is cool. It is really cool. There's some really neat things, really great games coming out. But VR especially is really expensive right now. You have to have a good PC. That's probably that's definitely going to cost over a thousand dollars. So if you're a console gamer, that's really cheap. I got a 250, 200 used maybe, or 300 new console. Boom! I'm good. I'm ready to play. If I want to do VR, well, I got to drop a thousand dollars on a PC. More if someone else is building it for me for the base level. Then I got to buy a VR set. That's anywhere between like 400 to 600 dollars. If I and then some VR games just aren't compatible with other VR systems like Oculus, uh, they all don't play well with each other sometimes. So VR gaming has more of a hardware problem than a software problem right now. Once the price of VR gaming goes down, then a lot of you are going to be able to adopt it. A lot of you are going to be able to get into it. As far as the streaming viewership side, I also find a lot of problems with viewing a VR game. Because when you're watching someone play VR, you're watching through their eyes, which can be very disorienting to the viewer. Because mm -hmm. there's small movements in your head, you're looking left, you're looking right. I know I want to turn around real quick, but the viewer might not be ready for that. Mm -hmm. And that can be really disorienting to see someone like snap their head right around real quick. And there are lots of small jerky movements that VR has that can make it very difficult for the viewer to like follow along and keep up with what's doing. Especially when you get stuff that like you're floating through, you're flying. Uh, so I find VR also has a bit of a viewer problem that has to be ironed out with, uh, as just as the game industry gets more experience with what they're doing, that will figure things out. I mean, yeah. look at how long it took the game industry to figure out how to use a D-pad or a thumbstick for movement. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess to talk about the professionalism of uh, eSports and live streaming and uh, casual gaming or variety gaming, uh, and where the future of that is, uh, is there gonna be what is the collegiate standpoint? Are they gonna, where do you see some uh, opportunities for kids going to college like yourself, like you did, uh, in the gaming environment lifestyle? There are a lot of new collegiate programs coming out focused on esports, which is amazing. I have a very good high school friend of mine that is in charge of some of the collegiate programs for a uh, gaming company out there, and he is really, really pushing it hard. I'm very, very proud to like have known him for so long. Mm -hmm. And it's great to see... Who's that? Uh, just a high school friend of mine, Sherman, Michael Sherman. Oh, okay. And he... It's seeing colleges open up to not only like accepting, but also providing scholarships and opportunities for kids for doing these sorts of competitive events is great. Because when I went to college, we had a club that had like, we, they gave us a room and we had to provide all the uh, basically everything for ourselves. We want to go compete in an event. We want to go to Austin and compete in a StarCraft event. We had to find our way up there. 
Uh, we want to go to Dallas. We want to go stay in Houston for events. That's that's all on us. But now colleges are more. You guys need rooms. Do you uh, need us to help with funding and stuff like that? There's a lot of doors and conversations that are open that I wish I had in college to be able to take that more seriously. And uh, just because gaming is just becoming much more accepted by the general populace, like if you say now that I play games, a lot of people say, yeah, like I love games. Mm -hmm. uh, rather than like, so what else do you do though? Like what do you do when you're not trying to play games? Mm -hmm. Anything like you'd like to finish the center off, interview off with? Uh, any topics that you don't think we've discussed? Uh, no. DreamHack's amazing. It's great to see people out here while we're out. Uh, and just making new friends. Like all like conventions are all about making new friends and like saying hi, meeting old friends, making new ones, and then looking forward to like the next event I can see people at. Awesome. Can you uh, give us where you can follow you at? Your Instagram, your Twitter, your yeah. I am Zigami everywhere, so uh, Zigami on Twitch, Zigami on YouTube, Zigami on Facebook, and Zigami TV on Twitter. Awesome. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Zach. Hey, this is Trent Knox with Austin Live and Local, sitting down here at DreamHack with Zach. We had a great interview. See y'all later.